Everything's good. I want to in and I want to get into a lot of things uh, dealing with our current uh, environment right now. But first, I want to introduce Rose to the people. And uh, this is sipping slow with Joe. So I'm going to ask you just just one of the one of the uh, first times that I realized. Um, I guess I kind of want you to give the background. I'm not going to give the background. Um, can you tell me anything about where you came from, uh, how you grew up, Rose, at all? Sure. Um, so I um, was born in Tashkent, Uzbekistan. That's in Central Asia. Not many people know <laughs> where it is, um, unless you're super interested in um, kind of the former Soviet Union and um, Central Asia in general. But I moved to the States when I was around eight, nine. Um, so it's been, and I'm 24 now, so it's been quite a while. Um, and, you know, this is, I consider the U.S. my home now. Um, while I have family back in Uzbekistan, um, haven't been back in such a long time that really this is, you know, and English is also my uh, best language, I guess. So the connection I have to the U.S. is much stronger than the connection I have to Uzbekistan. Um, and I guess getting a little more personal, um, I was raised by a single mother. Um, I have a sister who's only a few years older than me. And um, I guess we, I would say that we're a pretty feminist family. Um, and we we are immigrants <laughs> um we speak multiple languages and um i think we have probably slightly more kind of like a collectivist uh viewpoint um which can differ from the very um individual individualistic perspective that i think america tries to or generally has um compared to some other countries um yeah. Yeah, that's kind of a brief <laughs> overview. No, no problem, no problem. Uh, talk to me about your education. What was your focus in college? Mm, good question. Um, so it was actually biological anthropology. Um, and anthropology is really kind of more broadly the study of people. Um, so that's the culture, the society, the language, and the biology um, that comes with that. And it really fascinated me. Um, it was fascinating to me because um, it, you would be able to understand people on a different level that wasn't, you know, that wasn't just personal, but kind of a larger scale. Um, and people are just really fascinating, I think, in general. Um, and, but more specifically, I was interested in, in biological anthropology because I really wanted to get into forensics um, and maybe become a forensic anthropology, which is a pretty small field and it's pretty tough to get into. But um, there was a sense of uh, maybe like a sense of justice, protecting people, um, making sure to contribute to society in some way. Um, so it's kind of the, the perspective and the interest I had going in. All right. And and so, you know, I kinda I, I kinda know these things like in talks with you. I, you know, we we've had discussions before. Um, but one of the most interesting things you've ever said to me, and I ask everybody this question all the time, and I and I think you know where I'm going, but but I asked you one time, uh, how much money 
did you want to make, you know, with your skill set, with, with what you do, how much money would be good for you? Uh, and do you remember your answer or do I need to go into that? Yeah, I, I think I said around like a uh, hundred thousand, right? Yeah, yeah, you uh, did. And, yeah. and what was your and what was your why there? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no. So I, um, of course, because I'm pretty young, I still don't have a great sense of um, like every bill <laughs> that we're really talking about, but um, or we have to consider as we're get, getting older and have a family. But my um, my perspective you know, my meaning, I suppose, my purpose is really to, to be able to take care of my family. Um, so namely my, my mom and, um, you know, of course, my sister. Um, there, as long as I can contribute and be able to take care of them. Um, and if 100,000 is enough, then that's all I really need. Um, you know, a comfortable life for my mother um, is really what I'm looking for and want to do. And, and you see, that was so interesting for me because that question always gets answered. They're like, yo, I need like 60 million. I need 150 million. You know, I need this big exorbitant number. And they never get to the fact that they're using that um, to take care of their family. It's always things they want, you know. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's an, I think it's, in, and, and I think that is an American ideal. Like, you don't, you, your necessary first thought is everything you want, never what your family needs, right? So when you answered that, you would be the first person ever to answer it and give me that why. And a large part of why I wanted to run this cast tonight is because I feel once again, uh, th- there's an example of why or what and I feel like me personally, the, the, the black community needs a, a why and what are we asking for, for our, from our leaders? Like, I don't mm-hmm. think there is an answer to that from them, in my opinion. And that's, and that's just my opinion. That's, this is gonna, uh, uh, I can see this conversation that we're about to enter into upsetting a lot of people, but it, there's a lot of hatred, there's a lot of feelings, there's a lot of emotion but there is no clear, hey, what are what do we want from either side, whether Biden wins, whether Trump wins? Do we know what we're asking for as a community, as a minority? And I, and I just don't see it. Um, so one more thing I want you to get to is uh, what, what your focus was in, in getting a job, like basically what you do now, if you can talk about what you do now, um, but you were you were you were set on uh being part of a think tank or being part of uh something where you can enact change from uh in america back to where you come from can you talk about that real quick yeah i I guess um more broadly i i would say my interest is really working for the government um in the government um i i feel like you know the country took me in essentially, um, which, I mean, there's a lot of privilege that comes with that. And um, I do, I do recognize it, but in that sense, I am thankful and um, I would really like to contribute. I've um, enjoyed, mostly enjoyed my time in the U.S. um, growing up here. And even when I first came, you know, it's, it's fascinating um, as a kid, 
uh, I was lucky. I mean, we first lived in Brooklyn, New York uh, for, for a couple of years and everyone just said hi and just smiled at you uh, randomly, um, asked how you're doing. Um, and I, you know, <laughs> that was really surprising to me. Um, pleasantly surprised, of course. And I think, you know, despite um, everything's that's, everything that is happening right now, um, and a lot needs to change. That's definitely true. Um, I think most most people, um, and of course, my I think my perspective is a little skewed just because I, you know, I've lived in the East Coast and I've also lived in the West Coast. Um, that most people tend to be open, and it's really just the the misinformation and disinformation that really is playing a role here. That's separating people from really connecting. Um, I think everyone that their core just wants to have um, wants to have a good life, um, wants to take care of their family, their friends, themselves. I mean, self care is incredibly important, um, and they're just they're not really feeling like they're getting it. So um, some of the issues really stem from that. Um, but I'm kind of going into the into a tangent. Um, but it, it essentially being able to work in a government, um, I truly believe that as a government kind of like civil servant, right, you're working for the people, you're not working for yourself, you're working for the people. Um, you're supposed to contribute to, to certain policies that help protect Americans, that can help protect people abroad who are vulnerable. And that's really important to me. Um, I think, you know, human rights, just fundamental human rights, basic human rights, um, that's really essential. At our core, people are the same. Um, we have differences like skin color, religion, sexual orientation, but we all want the same things. We, we have the same feelings of wanting connection and feeling like we're being understood. So if there was a way, and I don't have the answer to it, right? But if there was a way to sit down and make sure people could actually see that within each other, within the communities, um, that would be, I mean, if I could facilitate that in some way, that would be a tool. <laughs> okay. All right. And so, so what, can you talk about what you actually do right now? Like, what do you, what do you do for a living? Um, so just kind of logistical administrative support. Um, for grants, yeah. Okay, all right. Hey, kid, I, you know, I don't want to leave you out. If there's anything you would like to know, this is your first time meeting Rose. Uh, if there's a question on your brain, she's she's willing to answer. Okay, I'll dive in when I fit in. Okay, all right. Uh, without further ado, um, the reason for this cast, I think I got to it a little bit. Um, first of all, I'm not uh, terribly concerned about uh, who you voted for, you know, none of that, none of that matters in this. I kind of want to see uh, from both of your perspectives, uh, what what your why is, what do you want from uh, the leader in powder, power, sorry, excuse me. Um, and, and I'll, and I'll start with you, kid, because uh, we began with Rose. So I'll put it on you. What, what would you like to see and, and, and why from you, from whoever is in power? Well, that's kind of a broad question. Okay. Um, um, but ultimately, for me personally, it comes down to uh, I just want uh, the relations with, uh, you know, 
black the black community to be better right i want um you know just better community involvement uh you know better economics you know saying um you know better education uh better relations with police i mean i want just just overall the betterment of black of the black community because you know the black community has been disenfranchised you know for, for for decades hundreds of years i mean it always seems like you know the more we move up a little bit the more steps we get set back you know what i mean if that makes sense um right. you know I, you know these politicians pander for our votes right they go to our communities they pander they pander and we give them our vote but we don't get anything out of it or or at least it appears that we don't get anything out of it um and it's almost like so what are we voting for you know okay you know it seems like every it seems like a lot of the other communities get a piece of that pie or, or, or get things that are directed towards them you know and we get left out in the cold you know and we're at the bottom of the totem pole so basically what i want is just for the overall betterment of the black community all right I, and and i hear you in that and i and i say uh is that like a seat at the table like, do we have somebody that's uh, advocating for us at the table uh, in the cabinet? Like, what does that look like to you? Uh, or you want better communication between whoever's in office and the black community in general? Or do you want somebody, you know? It's, it's not necessarily a seat at the table because we've had okay. that. You know, we've had exactly. plenty of people. Yeah, we have plenty of people go up there and talk to whoever's in charge, right? We've had panels, right? right. We've, we've had these 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 back closed door meetings right you know but there's been no improvement you know what i'm saying you know for the majority of the people you know what i'm saying and and, and i was talking to a friend of mine the other day and i mentioned something because you know they they mentioned all these policies that took place under previous administrations and i was like well look so here's the deal if they created policies that were directly for black people everybody benefits from it why? Because if that policy is directed towards Black people, they're not going to exclude anyone from taking part in that policy, right? You know, because they can't, they can't outright say, okay, this is for Black people, but guess what? You know, Asian folks can't participate. They would never say that. They would never do that. So if they create a policy that's directly for Black people, whatever it is, whether it's healthcare, whether it's uh, financial, whether it's, you know, uh, land ownership, whatever, everyone okay? okay now let's change it up a little bit let's say they create a policy that's supposed to be for everyone right so if you create a policy that's supposed to be directed for everyone you would think black people would get a piece of that no it doesn't happen you know somehow some way black people get left out they get squeezed out they get pushed to the side or you know you know because of like systemic racism and all the other stuff you know it doesn't happen right so, yes, we need to have policies that are directed towards us, meaning the black community, and that will be for the betterment of everyone. You know, that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm what I'm asking for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't need I don't need to see the table. Don't don't yeah. need that. I, I can yeah. create my own table. Right, right, and and I think that's been done before. Like you know, uh, I think Al Sharpton and Jesse would would say that. Oh. Uh, that yeah, exactly. You know. All, yeah. all that all that stuff is, is is over with it really didn't uh further the conversation and it didn't get us any uh 
as you would say, like it, it didn't it didn't benefit us at all. It benefited everyone, which excluded us in a sense. Uh, right. And, and I get you. Uh, and Rose, I'll direct the same at you. Uh, what would you ask for from the person in power? Mm. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's a good question. And I guess I'm kind of starting at a low bar. Um, uh, basic human decency, I think, would definitely be a start. Um, right. <laughs> um, I and I agree with what um, the kid said, and it's interesting, kind of the the conversation around a seat at the table. Um, you know, and I'm learning <laughs> something from this conversation as well, um, because you know, my impression was there weren't actually enough people at the table. Um, the table and the conversation is being controlled by a select few, by um, the powerful people. But we're not, I think most of the US, my thought was, wasn't being represented well enough, um, okay. including women. You know, they're not really, they're not generally part of the conversation, especially women of color. Um, and I think that's one avenue where it can really, the movement can go stronger as well. Um, there's just, unfortunately, a lot of issues um, that we would have to definitely deal with. Um, in terms of uh, other aspects of what to, what I would want from the president, um, you know, I think foreign policy is really important too. how we are portrayed um, to the international community, what our role really is. Mm -hmm. um, we do America, even even now, you know, is, is very powerful, um, has a lot of impact on how other governments treat their people as well, um, how they can I don't want to say advanced because these uh, governments can and the people absolutely can. They're really knowledgeable, but sometimes it's just having the resources, right? Okay. Um, right. And we're not working together because I, I think, I, I guess I don't really take like an isolationist approach. Um, the world is global. Um, we're all communicating across countries, cultures, languages. Um, and we need to understand that there are some issues like climate change that are affecting all of us. Um, and we can't think of it as like, a, okay, I'm going to do this um, and you're going to do that. And we're just going to leave it, you know, um, as is. And then, I mean, healthcare um, is vital, right? Um, education. I mean, these are just basic human rights that need to be met. Um, no matter, like, you shouldn't have to go into debt to get a good education. You shouldn't have to go into debt to be able to take care of yourself if you have pre-existing conditions. Um, if you have a family member that's sick, you shouldn't, life shouldn't be that way just in general uh, it's you know there's a lot of sense of like privilege or you know a very individualistic perspective um oh well your family just didn't um you know they didn't so they didn't take the right steps to get to a point where they can live comfortably or whatever but it's just not not true i mean there some people just start at different levels um you know, I mean, there are people, I mean, black people are discriminated against. Um, it's harder to get into colleges. I mean, there's just so much systemic racism. Um, so equality isn't really what we're talking about, but it's like equity, right? Um, everyone starts yeah. 
of their level of privilege from starts kind of a different level and uh, we need to be able to help them get to the same level and then grow from there Uh, and you know i i don't have answers no no i mean i I think you i think you touched on a lot of different you know issues for you and and personally you know you got that across i just want to go back to one of them because you said uh women of color are you know and seat at the table and that brings me to kamala harris uh and and kid you can help me with this but yeah uh, some of the things i see about kamala harris right and and this is going to be viewed as me now attacking uh you know my, my culture i'm a, i'm a, i'm, I'm going to attack it but what i see from internet magazines is how to look fleek like you know uh, Kamala, how to how to have her eyebrows, how to have her her eyelashes, which who she went to for her wig, uh, even even down to the fact that we vote for her because she identifies with the black struggle because she's pictured in Tim's on her downtime, um, and this is what we reduced it to, you know, not not her policy, not things that uh, she let slide, you know. Let, let, she let go as a district attorney, you know, and, and kid, I'll, I'll get your input on this. Um, yeah. You know, painting, painting, a painting over her picture. It's not about what she looks like. Just the name Kamala Harris. Do you have issue with what she's done in her past? Oh, sorry, Joe, is that towards me? No, that was to the kid. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh yeah. okay. You asking me? Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. So, um, so, <laughs> so Kamala Harris is is, is is a sore subject for me, right? And and, and I I have said a lot of people when I when I speak about her, um, but I understand I understand the importance of having Kamala Harris as the potential vice president of the United States, right? Um, it provides a, a a picture for young young girls of you know all races, colors, whatever, uh, to see that in, and see that as a, as a potential goal that yes, you could, if you dream it, you could be, eventually become vice president or even the president as a woman. You know, I, I, I understand that piece, right? And she's educated, right? And she has experience in the government as a senator, right? And she was a district attorney, state attorney in, in California and all that good stuff. And, and you know, she, she has a storied career. You know, the questions that I have, though, is, uh, you know, when we take a closer look at her record, you know, and her record for me is problematic um, because there were several cases in which, you know, there were, you know, innocent men being charged with crimes that that they were incarcerated based off of uh, corruption from the police department, you know, you know, false evidence or lack of evidence. And you know Kamala had an opportunity to to rectify a lot of those cases, and she chose not to. And it wasn't until uh, you know several uh, you know petitions with with tens of thousands of names were signed, and 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 federal judges had to get involved to kind of twist her arm in order for her to you know reopen some cases, take mm-hmm. a deeper look at some other cases, in you know to kind of you know fix some of the issues that was happening in her state, you know, I, you know that those things aren't a direct indictment on her and, you know, shouldn't be something to say, okay, well, she shouldn't be vice president because of that. 
Right, right. But at the same time, we shouldn't overlook it as if it didn't exist. And I right. think, you know, and I think many people just kind of gloss over it simply because she's black, simply because she's a woman, simply because she went to a historically black college and university, simply because um, she listens to hip hop music and she is down for the culture, raise a black fist in the air, you know. Um, you know, all those things are great. Don't get me wrong. You know, those things get me excited. When I saw Obama, you know, you see Obama uh, shoot a, a, a three the other day. Yeah. You know, number net walking off the court. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. That gets me excited. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's the, that's the man right there. Don't don't get it. You know, twisted. All that's great. You know, but at the end of the day, you know, when I talk about for the betterment of our people, yeah. You know, you know, uh, I'm concerned because it's like her track record to me the way I'm looking at it doesn't really doesn't really show that she's you know been for the cause for the betterment of our people now on the other side of that you know she has you know sponsored some programs um, to help the youth in uh -huh. in in the inner cities uh, out there in California she has done that right 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 um you know which is fine you know what I mean but you know we shouldn't just gloss over you know, we we should at least ask these questions. You know, because when okay. the, when when those questions get asked, people get upset. Like, oh no, no, you can't talk about that. Yeah. We need a we, we we need a woman vice president. We need to get rid of the current administration. We need to do whatever we got to do. So we just ignore the record just to replace what's already you know in place. You know what I mean? And I think that's problematic at best. And we could be setting ourselves up, okay. but at least ask questions and have her you know answer for them. And and so Rose, I'll redirect to you. You know, as because you said you learned something, you, you were talking about you didn't think that we had enough people at the table, you know, in, in a minority sense. Um, my, my thing is, are those people advocating? Are they standing up or are they letting things go? Like, you know, she had a chance to stand up in that case. Um, I mean, talk to me about uh, those that do get there, that do get a seat at the table. How important is it? if they sit down, you know, on every issue or if they let it go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, sense? No, I, I think so. <laughs> um, no, I think that's that's a great point. And, um, you know, during the um, not the I mean, during the primaries, I guess, right, um, when they were trying to figure out who would be the nominee. Um, I think it did come up for Kamala Harris. Um, and I think possibly one of the main reasons she had to drop out as well, because um, I think it was a Tulsi Gabbard um, who probably, I think who kind of asked her those questions about her track record as, um, as a district attorney, attorney general in California. And the fact that she wasn't able to answer um, those questions was problematic, is problematic. Um, so I, you know, I totally, um, I do understand. And I guess I wasn't super excited initially too um, about, I guess, the, the, the selections that were made. Um, but I mean, I think since 2016, you know, we've seen kind of, um, we've seen such a major divide in in our politics and between people, which has been kind of festering, I think, in the environment already, and it just kind of exploded. Um, 
so it's not i don't think it's necessarily new um but certain people i think just allowed it to come forward um but it, i guess i i just want to say that it has come to a point where it's i'm voting against the other person like i don't want that person and this is why i'm voting for this one um i don't know if people uh are particularly excited for one side or the other because they really agree with their policies but i think potentially it's a little more that they just really disagree with the other person with the other candidate um, and, I'm, and i'm glad you got to that because that that's a really honest statement and, and i feel uh, you know i feel the same way so I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna say that you know i w- i was one of the the ones that don't necessarily agree with either side at all but i really don't like the one side that's currently in power like and the only way i see that out only way i usher in a new regime is to vote for uh biden because he's the only one that can win you know like there's there are other sides there there are other uh political forces at play but they're not strong enough to get out the current regime so in effort in, in essence to me it's i didn't like this one i'm trying the other one although i'm not attached to it like i've seen holes in, in both glaring weaknesses right um and that brings me back to a why and how important it is to have a why because you know america functions like a big business and, and in order to have a successful business you have to have a why there has to be a reason why you're doing things and and telling me that i'm going to vote for somebody because she's black or i'm going to vote for this person because you know she was pictured in in, in things i identify with in my culture at all like it's just not a it's not a solid why it, it'll it'll end up your business will be bankrupt in two years if your why is that shaky in, in, in a sense so the reason why i want to talk about these things is because i think it makes people uncomfortable you know genuinely uh to me uncomfortable is where change happens so if you're uncomfortable that's where the most change is going to is going to occur and it's going to put people in a mirror and we're going to have to look at our own reflection and, and figure out what we're asking for so i asked you guys very specifically um, you know, what you were looking for and, and uh, i think you were able to you know uh, kind of kind of go down that list like you've been thinking about it so uh after we come back from the break i'm going to get more in depth with how uh other people have asked and how they were treated like we had uh, a, a big uh person in, in in my in my hip-hop history ice cube he was they threw holes through this guy because oh man <laughs> because he sat down with with president trump uh and I'll no he didn't sit down with trump he didn't sit down with trump Oh, he didn't sit down with Trump. No, he sat down with his team. Well, I mean, they say he sided with Trump. Yeah. He didn't do that either, but we'll clean it up after the break. Exactly. So I have (laughs) to pay the bills. Uh, This is Sipping Slow with Joe. Uh, Just hang on with me. We'll be back in a second. And all right, we are back. This is Sipping Slow with Joe. 
um, earlier before the break, I was talking about, um, and I indirectly said that, I incorrectly said that Ice Cube sat down with the president. He did sit down with the team. But what was important to note there is he was contacted by both sides. So Biden's team and Trump's team reached out to him. And, uh, and, and you know, kid, I'll, I'll bow to you on this one. Like, uh, you want to fill us in on what exactly happened in that situation? Okay, um, so I'm going to paraphrase a lot of it um, just so I don't get the, the Twitter haters to, to correct me on details. But um, Ice Cube and his team came up with a, you know, contract with black people economic plan that he wanted to present to both uh, Joe Biden and Donald Trump. And it was under the premise that we as black people, as the black community, we don't demand uh, anything from our, you know, political pundits. I mean, I say pundits, our, our um, the political candidates. Um, we don't demand anything from them to earn our vote. You know, we just blindly vote for them based off of uh, whatever pandering that they're doing towards us. So uh, he stopped to both teams. Joe Biden's team allegedly told him that, you know, they can't see him right now. They were going to wait to after the results of the election, allegedly. Um, but Donald Trump's team said, yeah, come on, Q, come on in. Let, let, let's chat about it. So after he met with Donald Trump's team, uh, one of Donald Trump's uh, spokesmen uh, spokespersons came out and, and announced that Ice Cube was helping Donald Trump develop their platinum plan. And if you're not familiar with the platinum plan, the platinum plan is uh, this uh, this this one or two page economic plan uh, to help you know black people get more money, basically. All right. So once he did that, everybody was all all losing their mind. Oh my God, Donald Trump is supporting. I mean, no, excuse me. Ice Cube is supporting Donald Trump. He's losing his mind. He's a turncoat. He's a coon. What's going on with Ice Cube? You know. So uh, you know, black Twitter is slaughtering Ice Cube. Black celebrities coming out. You know, um, um, talking down to Ice Cube, and that bothered me. Right. That bothered me because, you know, a lot of people must have forgot who Ice Cube was. You know, Ice Cube has always been a stand-up guy since, since the beginning. You know, he's always been outspoken about the atrocities that were taking place within the black community. You know, always called the government out for the crap that they do, always pointing out the police. I mean, this is Ice Cube we're talking about here. You know, this is not some random person. This is Ice Cube, you know? And so for, for anyone to call him out like that, you know, to me was, was, was just wrong. But if you just simply look at what took place, he reached out to both teams. Joe Biden's team didn't want to meet with him. Um, Trump's team did. Trump's team took that opportunity, you know, to 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 put to take Ice Cube's name and stamp it on what they were doing, you know, which, you know, Ice Cube kind of fell into that trap, you know, uh, of being being used for as a prop, you know. Right, right. Shame on Cube for that. But but how can you be mad at him? for demanding something for our community. And that's what I, I didn't understand from a lot of people. Mm. And, and I think and I think it touches uh, another note because uh, Rose said something very poignant earlier. She said um, at basic human rights um, and, and, e and equality, 
And if you can't demand that from uh, those in power, then do they deserve to be in power? Like if they're supposed, if you're, if you're, uh, your leaders are supposed to advocate for you, it's supposed to be the voice, um, then do they deserve to be leaders if they're not giving you that? And Rose, I'll come back to you because uh, I, I think you did it, you said it more eloquently, but here we have an issue where uh, the gang mentality, I guess, of, you know, the hatred that they have for, for Trump, mm -hmm. you know, is, is about to overshadow uh, the fact that somebody spoke up for us. Like they had a plan and they had a why and they went and enacted that to those in power period. Isn't that what we're supposed to do? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's, it's really interesting. And I think, I mean, it is, um, it, it is something we're supposed to do. I think that's the power we have um, as people to demand something like if there's a gap, right, um, to demand it to be fixed, um, to be to be involved as citizens. Um, that you know definitely makes sense. Um, I guess the, I mean, it's so polarized, um, and I think, and it's so emotional because the you know for so many people the past four years have been really tough. So I think people are also so burnt out, um, emotionally exhausted, and uh, you know that comes you know that has to do with the media as well. You know they're also exhausted. <laughs> I think. Right. So how are, you know, are they reporting it correctly, what's happening? Are people really able to take the time, the emotional energy to really understand what happened? You know, it's it's a disconnect. I think if people really kind of took the time um, on both sides to, to pause and see what actually went on, then they would have understood. Um, but it's just so incredibly tough. And that's the main issue. That's one of the main issues it's so tough to understand each other, even when it comes to, um, and it's so tough to trust the, uh, the media, what you're reading online. Um, and then there's social media, which, you know, I try not to, um, it, it's a great platform, I think, for, for communities and for organization, but it can be very toxic as well. Um, so how do you also kind of create, um, a humane, I guess, environment, uh, a healthy environment online. Um, is there a way to do that? Um, and you know, there there are obviously conversations on Twitter about that and on Facebook. Um, so I think we're kind of dealing with the reckoning on that right now. Okay. Um, yeah. But I think that's partially where it's coming from as well. Um, if we if we could have the option if we had the time, if we had the energy to step back and look at it from a different perspective, we would have um, understood why um, Ice Cube, I guess, <laughs> engaged with Trump and not really judge him for that. Okay. Yeah. I wanna, hey Joe, let me expand on that. Let me expand on what, yeah, Rose, what Rose was kind of saying. Uh, and, and Rose, you hit it on the head. Um, it's, I, I think it boils down to, it's the American culture, the American way, so to speak, right? You know, it's kind of a dog-eat-dog -dog world where it's like, all right, I'm only seeing things from my view because I think my view is the only view that's possible. I don't care what you think. It's only what I think, only what I see, right? You know, n very few want to see it from another perspective because they feel like if they, if they see it from your perspective, they're going to lose something from their perspective, right? A lot of people feel like if 
we give you a piece, a, a bigger slice of the pie, that means that pie, that my piece is going to get smaller. And what a lot of people don't understand is the pie is so large that everyone could get big pieces. You know, if they all just step, took a step back and really looked at it, we all can get a big slice of the pie, right? But we, where well, we had this, you know, mentality where it's like, all right, if I give you some more and it's going to take away from me and I don't want that. So I only want things that's going to be better for me and, and, and my people, you know, if, if that, if that makes sense. And, and, and a lot of us lack the, lack a, a certain level of empathy for others, you know? Yeah. We see folks that are unfortunate, not unfortunate, misfortunate, and, and we'll give them, we'll give them little scraps and, and then, you know, it, it makes us feel better about ourselves. But do we really want to put them in a position where they can overtake the position that we're at, you know? And then, and then once again, it goes back to, you know, if I help this person get to a good position that they may eventually pass me, right? Is that necessarily a bad thing? Well, a lot of people think so. So we only do but so much or don't do anything at all to keep folks where they're at, you know? Mm. And then that goes back to what Ice Cube was trying to do. He's like, all right, look. Like everyone else has been getting a piece of this American dream, right? We just want a bigger piece, you know? So what are you as this politician that's asking me for my vote gonna do for me or do for us, mm. you know? And yeah, Donald Trump may not be the best president in the world, right? Got it, you know, he may be, he may go down as the worst president of the United States, right? But if Donald Trump was, was gonna, you know, uh, earn our vote by giving more to the black community, I'm, my ears are going to be open. I'm like, okay, cool. Because no one else was really trying to, no one else up until this point, at least in my opinion, have tried to do that. You know what I'm saying? Right. And what bothered me is like, well, if he's going to do this, you know, we don't know. He could be lying. You know, he say he's going to flood in $500 million to black colleges. I don't really know his plan, you know, because I, I looked at it, but I didn't really, you know, dissect it. So I can't, you know, spit it to you word for word what's what's in it. But, you know, if if he's saying, yeah, if you vote for me, if I win again, I'm going to give you all, all of this, you know, it, it's worth a listen because up until this point, we haven't had that from anyone else, right? So um, for folks to just be upset with Cube for at least demanding or asking something, you know, it's different than what we've been doing before up until this point where we're just waiting for a candidate to come by and say, hey, we'll give you this or, Hey, I got hot sauce in my purse. You know, I'm cool. Right, you know, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, 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 and going all the popular, um, all the popular syndicated shows and, and doing these nice little videos where we, where we dancing and stuff, you know, getting folks all excited just to get your vote. Right. Okay. Right. And I want to touch on the social media thing real quick. You know, um, the only way to really control, only way to, uh, Social media, the only way to control social media where it's more in, in a positive light um, is to have a socialist approach. You have to control everything um, because, you know, social media and the internet in general has just given anyone the opportunity to voice their opinion, say what they want with, with no, you know, with, with impunity, just do whatever they want online. You know, so the only way to control that is to literally control it, right? But then the controller, you know, it, whoever's controlling it is going to be based off their view, right? So I may have a strong opinion about something, but it may get blocked or may get muted because 
whoever's controlling it is controlling the narrative may not like what I'm saying, and then that view may not get out. So that's where all this misinformation, you know, gets thrown out there, and 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 folks with all this uh, terrible rhetoric and 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 just hate and all the stuff like that it just it's just flying all over the place, and you really don't know what to believe, you know. And it's one thing you gotta give Trump, and I'll and I'll get off get off the soapbox before you know, because I'm before I take over this drink. <laughs> um, you may not like Trump, but Trump has exposed the media with a lot of the BS they've been doing. All right, so you gotta give him that. You know, you don't give him much, but you gotta give him that because the media has been lying, has been spinning a lot of information, you know, spitting a lot of false information. It's just, you know, it's just wild, wild west out here. You know, so it, it brought back the level of accountability for the media and on, on the information that they've thrown out there. Okay, and, and I do think, you know, I do think the job at the end of the day is to get people to look and to, to listen. Uh, so, so a lot of what the media is talking about is not necessarily news, it's entertainment, right? How can they spend this to get you to spend the most time watching it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I spent um, a little bit and I, and I go back and forth. If you, if you ever notice the difference between MSNBC and Fox News, uh, <laughs> they're, they're both spinning aside and they're both trying to entertain but they're realizing that since we have sides as as rose alluded to like the disconnect in in, in the united states is those sides that form and the, one is not willing to listen to the other but i think that they go far left and far right and they pander to the the most conservative and the most liberal because those are the people that will watch the longest so things are of very, very, very exaggerated, you know, to either side, and they don't want to see a connection. Like you don't, you don't, you don't want them to be connected because, in in a sense, if they understood each other, they have no reason to watch us. So, so I do think you're right in the fact that the media got exposed on a lot of levels. Like there's a lot of exaggeration that happens on both sides, but that's both sides. Like they're both wrong for that. Um, and in, well, it goes back to education. Go ahead. Yeah. It goes back to education. And a lot of folks, you know, and, and I'm not trying to, you know, step on anyone or shit on anyone, you know, um, but it goes back to education, you know, you know, understanding and learning how to decipher what that information, what information that is being thrown at you and researching it, you know, if you really choose to, you know, a lot of people don't. A lot of people see little, little headlines on, on social media and they, and, they, and they take it and they run with it. It can right. be clearly false, and they take it in and run with it. You know, yeah. someone that sits, sits there and, and watches eight hours of CNN, right? You know, they will be brainwashed to be a completely far left liberal. You know, and mm -hmm. conversely with watching Fox News for eight hours. You know what I mean? Um, but they don't have the ability or, or, or the, the cognitive uh, ability to understand what is what. You know what I'm saying? Um, or the you know education level to do their own research or, or even figure out where to even research to find the real information, you know? So um, so the responsibility is on the person that's receiving the information also, you know? So, I mean, the, the news folks are going to be like, well, you know what? Look, we're going to put it out there. If you eat it up and not, you know, figure it out, then that's on you. <laughs> you know okay. what I'm saying? Alright. And, and I get that because we had that discussion where, you know, back in the day, if you're trying to research, uh, you know, uh, President Clinton and his track record, you know, that that was a trip yeah. to the library using microfiche. 
you know, you're you're picking through indexes in the library trying to trying to find whatever they had. Uh, But today it's just a Google search and that Google search will give you every single, you know, if they were in the Senate, what they let pass, what they voted for, you know, it gives you that information for every candidate. So the fact that we are still going to judge a candidate based on their physical appearance Mm. uh, in, in 2020 is not good enough for me. At least, at least, you know, in my opinion, um, I agree. Rose, I'm, I'm, I'm going back to you. Uh, with that said, I want greater than, less than, or equal to in this conversation. Um, uh, we had Hillary Clinton run for office. Mm. We have, and now we have Kamala Harris. Um, both women, and you said you have a feminist household, so you know you. I, I want your opinion in this, in this, in this uh, arena. Is is Kamala Harris's run greater than, less than, or equal to Hillary Clinton? Are they one and the same? Yeah, I mean that's a <laughs> it's a really tough tough question, and maybe just a tad unfair. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest. I agree. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I, I guess, okay, so going through the kind of differences and maybe similarities, um, I mean, at the base level, right, they're both women. Um, I mean, Hillary Clinton was running to be president, right, uh, and right. Kamala was too, but uh, now she's the potential vice president. Um, so there's a slight difference there. Um, <laughs> it's, I mean, I, I, I don't want to compare <laughs> you know, um, or against women. Um, so I, I think there's, I guess, pros and cons. Um, I mean, Clinton, I, I think, you know, she has a lot of uh, experience, um, I believe more experience than Kamala Harris in the government. Um, but that's because of the, the family structure and just how, um, I mean, you know, in, in the Senate and the, the Clinton family and the Kennedy family. I mean, it kind of just because of privilege and money, they kind of continue on um, in that sector. Um, so, the, you know, there's definitely a lot more experience. And she was also Secretary of State. So there's that kind of the foreign policy yeah. aspect to um, uh, for Kamala Harris, um, I, you know, I, as I mentioned, I was interested in criminal justice when I was um, growing up in forensics. And while her track record is definitely um, not not great, um, kind of her, um, what is it like prosecutor, like a, she has a prosecutor kind of sense of style. And I think in um, in the communities that has been kind of shining. Um, and I think that can be a good quality when it comes to battling against Trump um, because she's very sharp. Um, and I think she she has moments where she's very characteristic, uh, sorry, charismatic. Um, uh, and of course, I mean, she, there is importance in symbolism, I, mm. I, I do believe, and representation. Um, she is not only a woman, but she is a black woman and, um, an Indian woman, right? Um, so kind of the, the appeal to so many young girls and women, um, to be able to get on the stage, um, whether successful or not, we'll see, um, but the ability to 
Um, I mean, I, you know, I'm saying kind of like seat at the table is not <laughs> based on our conversations. It's not, it's not a bad. Um, but just that she can have a voice, right? Yeah, she yeah. can get there. And I think so many, uh, so many girls and um, from from everywhere, I think, you know, and they've been even internationally, they were kind of, when Clinton was running too, we're kind of thinking, oh, finally, the US yeah. is going to have like a female president. Wow, um, that's, that's amazing. Uh, it did not happen. Um, and it is pretty disappointing that with you know how long we've um you know it's been a democracy um that that hasn't happened yet really um there if we're talking about kind of population i believe there are more women actually um in the u.s as well and we're not really properly represented um and i don't want to get too stuck on on that because i don't think you have to be a woman to represent women necessarily but it certainly helps because you kind of understand uh, maybe a bit better than than men um, and, and you do want that self-representation you want to see yourself mm -hmm. in a candidate like yeah, yeah because you're you know as a candidate you also inspire others um mm -hmm. you you are talking to the future essentially you are not kind of the end all um based on who we choose to represent us that's going to affect the young boys and girls um, who decide to go into this field because they feel like they can also make a difference because they saw that somebody. I mean, and this is also represented in comic books too, um, and in Marvel, and um, you know how Black Panther was really, um, really popular, and how the how the death of um, Chadwick Boseman really affected people. So it, it is really important because people want to see themselves represented. People want to want to imagine themselves as heroes, as people who can make change. Um, so I do, you know, I, I understand that aspect. Um, that was kind of a, you know, a very long answer. No, 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 because it, <laughs> like, it, it was an unfair question on purpose. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't, I don't feel like uh, either one was more important than the other. Mm. And I think you laid that out there. You put pros and cons in there. But what you're really trying to say is, you know, both are equally important. You need to see yourself in a candidate. And uh, those are two shining examples of, of, of it. Um, I'm trying to come to an overall theme. Um, basically, I want to get a feel for what you guys feel uh, is our current environment. And, and, and I asked you questions about, you know, what you would exactly ask for in, in the change. And I feel like you guys have laid that out. Um, any final thoughts you can give or any, anything else you want to say, uh, I'll leave the floor open. First, I'll pose it to you, kid. Do you have anything to say in summation? Um, it, it looks like, uh, Joe Biden is going to win. Um, right. You know, uh, it's not the blowout that the Democrats, Democrats wanted, you know. Um, it really says a lot about our country, you know, where, where we're at. Um, but I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. I think, you know, the country shouldn't lean more one side than the other. I think, you know, we need to be able to hear both sides. But as we mentioned before, um, everyone needs to be willing to hear both sides and, and be willing to understand uh, what each side is is asking for or wants or, or, or needs. Um, and I think that um, I'm, I'm hopeful that we come back to some level of normalcy, you know, 
if that even makes sense. <laughs> um, the new normal, I guess. Um, but it, it'll be good to, uh, it'll be good that, it'll be good for the, the um, administration not to be, you know, and I'm just going to use just a regular term, a clown show, you know, it'll be good for, <laughs> it, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that, I know. You know? But yeah. yeah, so it looks like, looks like Joe Biden's going to win. Um, I think that's going to be good for everybody. Um, I, I look forward years hopefully he uh you know keeps as many promises as, as that he you know that he gave and i hope he meets back up i hope he gives ice cube opportunities to them to talk to him all right, all right. rose did you have anything to add <laughs> yeah um I, you know i'm looking at the election results right now and okay there's a little more to go but um i think we kind of learned from 2016 that i guess anything can happen <laughs> Um, so I'm trying not to be, um, you know, I was very, uh, confident, uh, in 2016 about yeah, the outcome yeah. and then I was proven extremely wrong. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to, um, you know, put down my hopes just a little bit. Um, but with that said, um, it, you know, Joe Biden was running on and the Democrats were running on the premise of unity because, um, it's so polarized and we yes. can see this because of the election results. Um, you know, I mean, personally, I did not, um, or I, I was hoping that it wouldn't be so close. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I thought there were a lot of deal breakers for, um, for the current administration and evidently there is not even now. Um, so there's there's that, but I mean the the unity aspect I really like, and um, it, I think it's important um, if he is able to bring people together um, for more in depth conversation, you know, in in a hopeful in a hopeful conversation, because I don't think things change unless um, you know we we can imagine a better future. Um, we have to have people who can see it, um, who can kind of like taste it, right? And fight for it um, and get involved and, you know, in local elections as well. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people did actually, there were record voters, which is, which is awesome. It's a little yeah. bit depressing that it had to, you know, come out of, um, uh, from this, from the, the administration, I suppose. Um, but the kind of the, the image of a better life for everyone, um, I think is beautiful in bringing people together because overall, I think we all want the same things. We want a healthy family. We want to have opportunities. Um, and we want to have, um, just an overall, you know, a, a good life hmm. and enjoy it, which is, I, I, I realize is a bit naive, um, yeah. I, no, no, no. I mean, that's very hopeful, and and you know what? No, not at all. And, yes, yeah, it's, it's. I um I don't want to be a wet blanket, you know. But I do want to. Uh, one of the things I challenge myself, uh, because in my younger years, I would, uh, if if I had a seat at the table in my younger years, I would have, uh, you know, I would have let it slide. You know, I, I would have I wouldn't have advocated because one of the worst things I see about me is I'll play the middle and playing the middle is 
I mean, it's almost worse than having, you know, the 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 villain. It's almost worse than being the villain. At least the villain has a why. You know, if you play the middle, you don't have a why. So in the end, I'll say this about this uh, election. 18% of black men, this is facts that I'm spitting. 18% of black males voted for Trump in this election. Uh, and the more women voted for Trump this time than they did in 2016. I, kid said something earlier, right? Kid said that, uh, you know, Trump had exposed the media because he's, you know, he, he says this off the wall crazy stuff, but he's, he's a direct person. He's not a politician. He's just a direct person. So he says whatever he's feeling. He got on TV at two in the morning and said something like he won already. And, you know, he's going to the uh, Supreme Court because <laughs> he wants to stop the the votes. He doesn't want people to get votes in at four in the morning. It made no sense. Right. But he said whatever he's feeling, this whiny baby thing. Right. But he's said four years of this, you know, he's he's never pretended who he was. <laughs> And more women voted for him this time than last time. 18% of my people, my, you know, the black men, I, I, I don't know what he could be saying to them. You know, it, it, as Sean alluded earlier, if he said something like, hey, I'm willing to give y'all this definitely, then my ears are open. But he's never said that. He hasn't pretended anything. He's a racist to me, you know, personally. Hey. He, he has said enough, mm. and he has not said enough. So for me, he's a racist. True. You know, True. And, and I can't I can't ignore this. But 18% voted for him. Black men. More women voted for him. Yeah. And, and it, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go. Um, you know, I, I'd love to, I think New York Times also created like a poll. Um, I wonder if maybe that's one of the ones you're referencing, but um, you know, I think it also still kind of comes down to that, like, oh, I don't like the other candidate, um, so I'm going to choose this one um, that I stuck with and kind of nothing happened to me. And uh, for the white women, right, I mean, that's the white women were the ones who voted for Trump. Um, and, you know, I, I think it, it does have to do with racism, too. Um, they're, they feel like if... Um, women of color get the power, right? Or if Kamala Harris becomes the vice president, and who knows, I mean, if something happens to Joe Biden, she would be the president, right? So yeah, people, yeah. some people are really thinking in that way that if other people get power, they're going to lose their own. Um, yep. And so they're just trying to stick to this, like, racist, and um, it's all about me <laughs> kind of mentality, right? Not actually about society Facts. in general, yeah. Um, it's very kind of like a competitive, um, which I think kind of goes back to the, the capitalist system, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. People are definitely, a lot of people have been judging um, the Democrats and Biden about uh, calling them socialist. <laughs> and um, so it's it's a turn off for, for these voters, um, for Trump voters. I, their, mm -hmm. I, I just don't think that in this in this climate where somebody's not pretending and they're telling you exactly who they are and you have more of a turnout for them. I, I think that says something about the people that are voting for this man. 
and so I couldn't I would be remiss if I if I let this go and I didn't pick my side or I played the middle like you know learn from your mistakes <laughs> or you're doomed to repeat them um, so in this sense I'm saying that that's how I feel um, I welcome everybody to go to uh, the Sip and Slow page if you at all have any problem with what I said just now um, please do uh, kid if you have uh, an email that people can get back to you on uh, please please say it now oh uh, they can hit me on Twitter at uh, cold kid six and that's cold spelled with a K K O L D K I D number six right. DM me there all right so I'm all in I, and I and I welcome all challenges you know um, I have uh, spent the last six months um, going through the DMs, uh, the instant messages. Um, I know how you feel about certain guests I have on, uh, certain things that were said, and, and you've shared them with me so openly that I, I want to make sure that our guests are getting those directly. Um, so, uh, Rose, I, I will save you from, from that if, if you so choose, but if you want people to respond to anything you've said, Feel free to give a email or, or uh, how they can reach you. Uh, uh, yeah, I would, <laughs> I would actually have to figure out one. Um, I think I, I, the emails I have, I think, are um, um, I, you know they're they're for other uses. I no, I said, no, no problem, no problem. I, I didn't. But I, I didn't would prepare you for that. I didn't prepare you for that. But yeah, since since, since we've grown, there's been a lot of moaning and groaning. So. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, I would definitely be open um, to it. I just would have to <laughs> figure out which one I can actually um, give out, I suppose. Well, 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 for Rose, uh, you guys are feel free to, to comment any questions you have for Rose, and I'll forward them to her. And I'm sure she'll respond uh, as soon as she's able to. But um, this has been a, a great cast for me. Um, thank you, guys. Uh, this is Sipping Slow with Joe. Good night, everybody.